This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. I'm joined by my co-host today, brand new Fearless Agent coaching student Curtis Royce from Shampoo Banana, otherwise known as Champagne Urbana, right? Curtis? Correct. How was the weather in Champaign, Illinois? It is humid and about <laughs> 80 degrees. <laughs> Welcome to hell for those of you out there. <laughs> so uh, you were – now you just signed up for coaching very recently, right? That's correct. And how long have you been an agent in Shampoo Banana? Um, since January 2012. Okay, Great. Now, uh, did you know that we always start these coaching calls with the headlines of the day, Curtis? I did not. Ramon, you know. I do indeed. And if you recall, way last week, if you can you remember last week? I believe it's sketchy, but yes. You mentioned sound effects. <laughs> do you have sound effects for the Here we go. This is the sound effects for, for the headlines of the day. Oh, beautiful. That's, that was lovely. That's almost professional, My, isn't it? It was, yeah. well, I could not. I think that was Buddy Rich. So, uh, health department statistics. I just read this right here. These are actual headlines in the paper. Fantastic. Health department statistics show that 80% of hot tubs have some form of health violation. You know what I immediately thought? What's that? When is the next episode of The Bachelor going to be on? I don't know. I don't know how. How would we do that? Okay. See, it's so much better with the sound effects. I know. One Way time better. only. Is that it? Exclusive. Oh, well, I just only, on this I only have one. I'm out of headlines. I've got one more sound effect, and this oh, wait is a minute. it. Let here. me do another headline. All right, here we go. Another headline. All right. A study says that when a dog's ears perk up, they jump excitedly and they wag their tails. It means they're happy. I'm thinking, did they do this study for people who've never seen a dog before? <laughs> What are we wasting our... See there that? you go. Nice. Oh, that's, oh, that's extra, too. That's what happens when I do comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you ask for sound Thank effects. Thank you, and Ramon. There you go. You're fired. It's all right, over. All right. That's I'll it. see if somebody else down the hallway oh, can do this. Oh, my goodness. I doubt it. Okay. So, Curtis, did you endure... Are you still yes, with sir. us, Curtis? He hasn't left? Okay. I am. Curtis has not I'm left here. the building. I'm here. So uh, you were going to ask a question. You called at the wrong time. I beg you to be on the podcast. It's a timing thing. That's how this works, right? Basically. Yeah. So what was the question you were going to have? Something about expired listings or something like that. You ask the question while I drink coffee. That's how it works here on the show. All right. Yes. Yeah, so I literally just got all of my um, fearless agent coaching material in the mail and started going 600 pound pallet of material has arrived yes yep and so my question was like so i'm I'm going through the the fearless agent listing presentation first and you know it in it it basically um you know it it talks about introducing ourselves and our company and how our company um, helps us do the best job for the sellers so I, i was wondering 
in an expired listing situation, I'm in a small market. You know, my company probably has about a third of the market share. Wow. How to go about Remax Realty Associates we're talking about, right? Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. One third of the market share. That's impressive. Yeah, maybe slightly under, but but very close. Mm-hmm. How big is your town? What's the population of Shampoo Banana? Our county is, so we're pretty rural, so mm-hmm. I typically go by county. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just over 200,000 people. Okay. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty sizable. Yeah. But everywhere else, cornfield. So. Mm-hmm. No, I looked on Google Maps. You're in the absolute middle of nowhere. Phoenix is like that, though. Mm-hmm. You have to drive five hours to get to the next thing. And then when you get there, it's not that impressive either. So uh, what's sure. the, what was the expired question you had? So when we're, when we're presenting the, the fearless agent listing presentation and we talk about, you know, we, we mentioned how, how good our company is. If that expired listing was already with our company, um, do we skip the company part? Or? Well, let me, let me make sure I understand the question. So are you asking if you're going on a listing and it was expired with your company. Is that what you meant? Yes. Okay. That's correct. Well, that is a little bit of a touchy subject, isn't it? You're going to have to finesse that. So um, when we start the listing presentation, we do the expired list intro. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, those people on that list have two things in common. One is they chose to do business with an agent that allowed them to fail. And number two is, in my opinion, these sellers and those agents never should have agreed to join forces in the first place. I think you'd agree with that. So Mm -hmm. here's what I've done. I've created this step-by-step process. If we follow it, it's going to absolutely guarantee you and I that we do not end up on that expired list together. Can I share that with you? Okay. So now I'm not talking about any specific agent. Um, and this just happens to be a expired. You know, uh, one thing I am going to teach you in the future, and I don't, I, I save it till later. So you're learning a listing presentation, then a pricing presentation, then a for sale by owner presentation, then a uh, buyer presentation, and then a investor presentation. Well, after you've learned the listing presentation and pricing. Uh, and maybe FISBO. There's also an expired presentation, and it's just a little thing that inserts into the middle of the uh, listing presentation. But one thing I noticed is that on that list of expireds, 50% of those people will repeat that experience a second time. In other words, they will list with another agent expire again, 50% of them, and some of them will do it two and three and four times. So that's a pretty hefty failure rate when you really think about it. So what would be the reason why that is? And the reason is people go into this uh, listing their house thing with some preconceived notions about how the whole real estate thing works, and uh, they use those preconceived notions to choose their agent. And then they choose the wrong agent. 
they fail, they end up on that expired list and they say, oh, we got to get a different agent. So then they don't change their preconceived notions. So what they end up doing is choosing the exact same agent with a different colored sign is really what's going on. So then they fail again. Mm-hmm. So uh, and then there's another interesting thing is that everybody who ends up on the expired list ends up there one of these three ways. And I mean literally almost all of them. And number one is they chose to do business with a discount agent or they chose to do business with a friend. But about 90 percent of them chose to do business a friend with a friend who also gave them a discount. So that's how you end up on the expired list. So when you're when you're going uh, on the expired listing, and it just so happens that the agent was from your office, uh, I'm not going to bring that up. Now on the phone, when you booked the appointment, you said, uh, "I'm calling because my records indicate that your house was for sale and left the market unsold." Is that true? And these people said yes, obviously, right? Right. And then you say, well, I specialize. The reason I'm calling you is I specialize in helping people who have had their house for sale but were unsuccessful because their agent didn't do their job. Do you think that was the case for you? Did they say yes to that? So this, I guess it's not necessarily a specific example. This was just a question that, that came up. Oh. Okay. Uh, but typically, the, you know... Well, they I, would I have said they, yes. They, they would have said yes, yeah. right. Now, if they don't say yes, then you you have to, uh, you have to say, well, uh, either there was something horribly wrong with the house and no agent could sell it at any price, or there was some small amount of room for improvement in the job the agent did. What do you think the problem was, the house or the agent? So they have to admit that there was, you know, and again, when they are, when they listed with a friend who gave them a discount, they don't want to attack their friend. But if right. they if they say, uh, you know, they work for your company, I'd say, I know. I know that. But I do business completely differently than every other agent in my company or out of it. So, you know, that that's sense. how I handle that. Yeah, it's going to be cool. a different yeah, experience. No, that... that happened to me too. Right. You know, there were 800 agents in my Century 21. So it was not uncommon. Um, you know, I have a the last resort close, which is, there's a, two, two visuals in the back of your listing presentation book. And those are two actual listings. And one of them was actually mine. And then the other house was actually next door. And they were both for sale at the same time. And the other agent was actually an agent from my own office. So I'm using that as a bad example, even in my own listing presentation. But I'm not mentioning their name. You know, that's been whited Mm -hmm. out. Um, But it's an example of how bad agents... Uh, and she was a good agent. She just wasn't good at sellers. If you were a buyer, she'd be a great agent. But um, you know the, how agents commonly do things wrong. And I'm—I mean, almost all agents 
screw screw up the way they do the MLS. I mean that that is crazy the way they do that these days. Or and back then too. So you're 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 showing people how you're completely different. But it is touchy when they're an agent in your own office. But I always assume that the agent that they listed with was a friend of the seller. Because it's almost always true and I know they gave him a discount. So I'm not bad mouthing their agent ever, which is a violation mm-hmm. of the code of ethics, even if you did do it. So you would never do that. Mm-hmm. I want them to tell me that their agent didn't do their job. I don't want to tell them that. Because sometimes they say, no, right. my agent did a fine job. And I say, oh, so you're very happy that your house didn't sell because that was your goal and your agent did a really great job of not selling it, right? And sometimes they say, yes, we didn't want to sell. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time. That's it. But I'm not going to ever badmouth that specific agent. Right. But if I can get them to do it, then that takes me to the next thing is if I had an amazing strategy, and I do, and no other agent has it, and I know you know that they don't, and – it would 1,000% guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house and they'd be happy that they did. And you'd end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars, more than your house is worth, and I mean net, more than any other agent could get you after all the expenses are paid, extra tens of thousands of dollars. Would you want to hear about that? Or are you allergic to money? So they're going to want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. So I am different than every other agent. There was no other agent in my office of 800 agents that could do it. Only me or any other office. So that's how it works. Awesome. Thank you. In a, in a smaller market, where well, you really aren't in that small a market, but um, uh, you, know, you, can, you can kind of be famous in your town. That's one like adver- like you could do TV advertising in shampoo banana and it, it would be inexpensive. Not that I'm recommending that, but I'm just saying you could door knock every house, every single family home in your town. You literally could door knock it uh, because a lot of them have unpublished numbers. And if they're there, you could find out their number, you know, so there's a lot uh, there's a lot of advantages to a smaller market. Now, what other yeah. questions? By the way, if 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 your other fearless agent, potential fearless agents listening in, uh, what would you recommend to them if they're thinking about trusting me and doing fearless agent? What would your what would your advice be to them? Yeah, you know, I have been watching your videos for a while, and. <clears throat> Like, it's always kind of been in the back of my mind, like, hey, you know, should this be something that I do? And, you know, a couple of days ago, last week, I just finally got off the fence and I did it. And so far, like, it's like the words in the presentation, um, like I'm sitting there listening to listening to the words. And I'm like, yeah, I would want to list. I'd want to list with this guy. Um, I don't really understand everything yet, but I want to list with him. So I, I would just say the less they understand, the better, Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> the people that know nothing love me the most. I don't know why that is. <laughs> That's how I get through this recording session. Is that how you yeah. do it? Oh my! And he drinks a little on the side. Let's get martinis in there. 
Oh. Yeah. Well, by so, the way, if yeah, any of this just... crap that we talk about on the podcast makes sense to any of you out there and you happen to be like Curtis and you were earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help, if you would like to learn more, you can always call me anytime at 480-385-8810. Now, I'm good about answering the phone, aren't I, Curtis? You are. Very good. So when you – and I always say when the phone's not ringing, it's probably Curtis. That's how we do it. So you can call me anytime, see if it would be a good fit. And uh, you can if you can always go to our website like Curtis was lurking out there, go into the website. You can go to fearlessagent.tv, subscribe to the videos there, watch the webinar on the website, listen to the podcast, all that stuff. And um, always happy to help you. So what what other questions do you have, Curtis? I guess right anything. now, the, yeah, my, my biggest question is um, just knowing the fearless agent schedule mm-hmm. okay, and what that looks like. Are you – and you're full-time in real estate? I am. All right. So what I would like for you to do is take the fearless agent challenge. So can you write this down? I can. Those of you listening at home can also take the fearless agent challenge. So – uh, do you? I, I would recommend that you begin each day prospecting at 9 a.m. Would that work for you? It would. So pick the next day that you don't have any appointments scheduled, either personal or professional, so the whole day is open, and then mm-hmm. call from 9 a.m. till 8 p.m., prospecting only. So what this will do is eliminate any call reluctance you will ever have. Because in one day, you will have heard it all. It'll completely <laughs> eliminate that. And then and I think most people have a little bit of call reluctance in them. Do you? Right. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Okay. So this will fix that. So then start by calling your sphere, asking for referrals with the words, the magical words I provided you with. Then go to any new for sale by owners that you have never dialed their number before, whether you had a live call or left a message to, you never dialed them before. And then go to any new expireds and canceleds that you've never dialed their number, left a message or had a live call. Then go to follow-up calls from previous cold calling. What were they? You said, when should I check back with you? And they said, oh, call me in three months. And you cut it in half, and it's a month and a half, and today's that day. And then go mm-hmm. to just cold calling, flat out, cold calling up and down the street through neighborhoods. And then take a break for lunch at noon, right at noon. And then take a break for dinner at 5. So then you'd be back on the phone at 1 p.m., call till 5. And then back on the okay. phone at 6 and call until 8. And at the end of that day, you will be a completely different person. And then I want you to call me at 8.01, your time, mm-hmm. and just report to me two numbers. I want to know how many listing appointments you scheduled and how many really great leads you got where the person said, yes, I absolutely am selling my house not right now, but for certain they would be moving in less than two years. Now, the person that says guaranteed, 
I will not be living in this house a year and a half from today, that, that's a great lead. The truth is they will be living there three years from today. <laughs> It'll probably be three years before, but it's still a great lead. They're a real seller. So when they say mm-hmm. probably in a couple of years, that's not a great lead. Maybe in a couple of years, mm-hmm. not a great lead. But, oh, yes, we're moving. That is happening. And they have a reason, and it's within two years. So that's the – so those are the only two numbers. I would never be interested in the number of dials you made, the number of contacts, the number of no's, none of that. Only the number of listing appointments you schedule and the number of really great leads. So when is your day to do that? Awesome. Oh, man, let's see here. Tomorrow? Putting the Tomorrow, pressure on him, Ramon. we got a, a commitment. <laughs> Tomorrow and Friday, lots of appointments. Um, you have lots of appointments. Well, not maybe not by your standards, but I, I have a couple of different showings, final walkthroughs, and then closings. And sounds like hell. Kind of I think he yeah, needs an right? assistant. <laughs> and what's your what's your so, average sales price for you? One seventy five, one eighty. So if I take 100 – we're doing math on the air, Ramon. Oh, the exciting oh, part of never, the broadcast. Is we're icing the crowd again. 175000 times 4% is $7,000. Write that down. I just did. Times 40 is $280,000, which goes a long way in shampoo banana. It does. And then your taxable income would probably be half of that, so that's one hundred and. Forty hundred and fifty grand. So if that happens in the next twelve months, you'll be very happy. Yes, that would be great. Okay. So, how many closings do you typically have a month? Um, three. Now, when you have been take pre fearless agent, what did you charge when you took a listing? Um, anywhere between five and six percent. So, what was your average? What was your side? Two and a half. Yeah, I mean, probably two point seven five. I had some investor clients where uh, they were getting a, a pretty good deal on. So, this. your your paycheck was forty eight hundred on average. Mm-hmm. And if you did forty of those, that would be one hundred ninety two. And so you'd make a whole $100,000 extra when you charge 7% is the moral of that story. It's a lot of money. That's, yeah, it's a ton of money. Yeah. So, and it's no more work and you will lose no listings as a result of that. Yes. In fact, um, the day that I signed up for coaching, I called you and said, hey, I wrote up the listing agreement at 7% and you gave me some good uh, tips and went in and got it signed at 7%. No problem. The good tips. That's what we never talk about on the air, Ramon. Write that down. Do the good <laughs> tips. I, we... I like it when you give all the bad tips. Bad tips are fun, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, like people, here's a bad tip. Here people, we go. Here we go. So people will say, uh, well, we were thinking about listing our house with uh, Ed Johnson. I go, oh, did he get his license back? <laughs> no, never say that. Never say that. Not nice. <laughs> You know, the not nice thing occurs to me first. Is he out of jail already? Is it he got out of prison, that guy? 
I see a picture of him with Jeff Epstein. Didn't we see that? That was my other headline of the day. Oh, was it now? No, it wasn't. I thought oh, good. It was. I, I'm glad, actually, that wasn't <laughs> we your... We don't want any headlines he, that involve he's Jeffrey. He's been in the headlines and Too much. And, yeah. He's overexposed. Yes. Oh, in so more ways yeah. than one. That's all I'm saying. That's all we're going to say. Oh. All right, Curtis. Let's have another question. What else you got? I mean, honestly, right now where I'm at in the program, I don't have really anything else floating out, you know, floating around out there. Oh, how many, how many... I, I forgot to get my question answered. Which is what I teach. Yeah. Like, so, but how many closings do you do a month generally? I mean, on average, like two to three. Okay, so that's that's a fair amount. So here's here's what I'm going to recommend. Uh, sooner than you think is you having an assistant. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, and no, I think it's um, it's a good idea. I do have a transaction coordinator through the office that takes care of all that. Paperwork. That is not what I'm um, talking about. Yeah. Okay. So because that's going to free you up like those closings and all that other stuff you were mentioning, that would all go away. Uh-huh. And then you could make a ton okay. more money. So here's uh, – well, we'll talk about that in the future. But just so you know, sure. if you're making $280,000 in Shampoo Banana, what would a full-time licensed – really on the ball executive assistant have to be paid as a salary and we're not going to pay a salary ever. But what would that have to be? What do you think you could get somebody good for minimum? I don't know, maybe 80 or 90. I think it would be less than that. I think 60. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think 60 in your market. If your average sales price is 175, I think it would probably be 60,000. So if you take 60,000 yeah. We're doing math again. Is what percent of two hundred and eighty thousand? It is twenty percent. So if you paid your assistant twenty percent of every deal as a referral fee, then uh, you'd get a great assistant, and you'd never have to do any of the junk you don't like to do. So that's nice. Yeah. That's our plan. Awesome. You and me. Now, Curtis, Sounds good. this is the point where we plug you. Let's pretend that somebody on this call is listening and they go, Shampoo Banana, I know where that is. I've got friends that are selling their house in Shampoo Banana and bailing out and moving to Florida or some other place. Uh, I'm going to call Curtis. Now, if they want to call Curtis, Royce, it's R-O-Y-S-E, uh, they can call you toll-free day or night at 217-722-4550. Is that correct? That is correct. Bob. Oh, okay. We got it right the very first time. Well, thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. So once again, we want to thank all of you out there in podcast land, radio land. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly, directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of the podcast. And until next week, do what we always do. Curtis, you know what we always do, don't you? He doesn't yet. He's due new. We have fun. (laughs) Because if it ain't fun, we ain't doing it. We are humble because once you get these amazing skills, you got to stay humble. And then, most of all, be fearless. Bye, gang. Oh,